Episode 21, Not C-Spanning Eye to Eye. So there's a special day in a young United States American person's life. It's a day they turn 16, they can drive. It's a day they turn 21 where they can legally drink. And everybody, with this episode, the podcast has turned 21. This is episode 21 of the Adventures on Lollygagging podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, that was quick. That's why we got all the alcohol on the table, right? It is. Uh, to celebrate, Josh and I have been drinking alcohol. Uh, no one else does, just Josh and I. That's about true. it. That's it. But, uh, but yeah, so um, how's everybody doing? It's been a while. Haven't seen you in a bit. Pretty good. Ready it has to play. been a while. You're just trying to discuss what was going on last time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So what do you remember from what was going on last time? The panic reading of our notes. It's been almost a month since we played. It's been, yeah. what, like four, three weeks? Three weeks? Mm-hmm. Three weeks since we played, uh, which is great. We sure picked a complicated game system to, uh, to not play for three weeks and try to remember <laughs> everything. We really, uh, mm. yep. Okay, so uh, so what do you all recall? I can give I can just give the full summary, but I'd rather it be like collaborative effort um, thing. I bumped into this tall, mysterious dude. Yeah, and we chased him down an alley where we swiped a book. Yeah, yeah, you like did a flying <laughs> kick through the sky and just like kicked him in the Achilles or something. Uh, I think that was. No, Sophia. it was you at the it end. You. It was you. The whole chase sequence. Sophia oh, was right. the only one who was <laughs> catching up <laughs> until the yes, very end. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and but then you, you were like, your manners are bad. <laughs> we did. Lectures and manners. And then we stole from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was dressed in a, in a cloak, right? He, he, had a, yeah, he had a hoodie on. Uh, so, yeah, you guys were being really uh, mm, yeah. really questionable with your behavior and ethics. But no, you did swipe a book. And it was actually a pretty important book because you've seen this book before. Uh-huh. Where did you see it? It was in Gabriel's Belongings. That's correct. It was in Gabriel's Belongings. Do you remember what it was about? I don't remember the title, but just remember what it was about. It is illegal uh, we, ways or ideas of taking down the monarchy. That's correct. It is a banned book because it speaks about the overthrow of the monarchy. Uh, and it looks like this one had some additional bits and pieces in it because it had some circled words and numbers. It seems to be some sort of code going on that likely... Uh, was setting up meeting times and locations. Mm-hmm. Now, you all didn't figure that out till later, uh, but you still sort of figured it out. Whether you've broken the code, you're not entirely sure, but you did kind of piece a few things together. Uh, so it does seem like there's something going on. You've been pretty suspicious anyway that there's there's something going on. We've got several clues. Uh, like you're pretty convinced at this point that there is some sort of active group in the ruins somewhere, either within Verdum or immediately outside Verdum. That has been compiling weapons, right? Because you have, from the very beginning, we had Baird stumbling upon that cache of guns and then Chovy verifying that that cache of guns was put on the ferry that was going only to Verdum. That's the only place it goes. And we found out that we weren't the only ones thieving around here. It's, yeah, you know, that happens. Uh, I mean, it is it is a place with, you know, it was, began as a prison colony. So this, these types of things happen. Uh, and then all sorts of saltpeter. Like you found, you've, you not only did you find your own bag of saltpeter from those people who abducted Emily, but you also heard a little rumor last time that there was a crime that went down at one of the monarchy's mines where saltpeter was being stolen, which is sort of interesting because saltpeter is a primary component 
of gunpowder. Uh, so at this point, one of your, your leads is that there is an active group, for sure, that is compiling weapons, and we're talking not just about knives and clubs, but serious weaponry, guns, mm-hmm. ammo, etc. To what end? Who knows? But they are. Now, there's other things that you that you sort of learned about in our last episodes, like as you were following up a different uh, a different avenue of investigation. This one's a little bit more archaic or a little bit more uh, sort of lore based. Do you recall that kind of stuff? It's like a different <clears throat> civilization and mm-hmm. language that no one recognized. Mm-hmm. Right. So why while you are all out exploring and trying to find the different sites that Gabriel was last seen, you discovered some some standing stones, uh, both at the site of Gabriel's disappearance and then later at the, the small village that, that Friar Afwin had, uh, had established and that everyone got slaughtered at, there was these nearby standing stones and it indicated a language uh, of a people known as the Umbat Nor who haven't been in existence in like a thousand years and weren't anywhere near here. They were weeks and weeks of travel away uh, in the Blood Petal Forest, which is immediately outside the capital of the Rhine. It's nowhere close to here. And yet that language was appearing in these runic stones that had been populating the area. And so there's this suggestion, perhaps, that there have been people here inhabiting this place for a lot longer than the monarchy has claimed, because the the outward perception is that this has been a, a largely uninhabited, with the exception of, wilder, you know, of, of wilderness and, uh, and animals and flora and fauna. That's it. But apparently there might have been people here. Uh, so you learned a little bit of that. Uh, there's some other stuff, too. You learned that demons are afoot or at least those who who worship or follow mm-hmm. them in some kind what do you mm-hmm. recall about that uh there was a sigil that they found that they brought and they showed lavinia and she recognized it as i don't have my note on my page but it's uh they want to say like the demon prince it's uh one of the four princes and yeah. so the specific prince was the prince of change who is known as like a deal maker a person mm-hmm. who is willing to make deals to try to get a you know a a person or a group or an entity into some to achieve something, but doing so kind of with some ulterior purpose to doing. Mm-hmm. Does so, that have a connection to the witch stone thing we found? Uh, that you're unclear about. You haven't necessarily uncovered enough about that information yet, but you did find witch stone. Uh, the professor Egon gave you a lot of this information. Uh, witch stone being some kind of some kind of special substance that is important to uh, alchemy. And uh, it can have mutated effects or on the carrier if they're not being very careful with it. Uh, Chovy was worried that he was about to be mutated because he was was carrying it for like 10 minutes maybe. Mm -hmm. And then it was stolen from him. Uh, So unfortunately, you didn't get to keep it and you didn't really get to learn too much about it. Uh, But maybe had you kept it, you could have learned some more things. But no, not just yet. So... Yeah, there was a kind of a lore-heavy episode. Lots of different bits and pieces uh, that are kind of coming together. Uh, anything else you all remember? There was a fort up to the east. Yep, that's true. Yeah, there was a reference here and there to a, there was a fort up to the east that was one of the... Because you were asking about other settlements, mm-hmm. uh, especially in in reference to to the the village and if were there were any other settlements that, that might have seen some sort of danger. And the only other thing that anyone referenced was this this fort that doesn't really seem to be standing or functional anymore, but they referenced it a couple times, and that was about it. Uh, anything else? Very bad at gambling still. Yeah, you and Chovy both. <laughs> Piss and vinegar <laughs> took all your money. Lost some money. Oh, it was so funny listening to that, too. There was one part where, like, you you got to tell that she had a really, really good hand, and you're like, I'm going to raise, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> like, you're like, 
feel like we our wires got crossed there. Uh, anything else? Uh, we cut ties with the Sun Bears. Yeah. I like how you say we. we. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a willing thing for right. the rest of the party. Yeah, I feel like Bear was just like, you know what? Nah. No, no thanks. But yes, you did. Uh, and so you're not really welcome there anymore. You also, as we we can hear, we've got a new new party member, sort of, right? At Lavinia, who is... Uh, who is part of this in some ways, though I don't know. After watching all the drunkenness that you all are are falling into, maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna chill with Roderick. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Ashley wants to to move her to a different <laughs> campaign. Uh, and so yeah, so that's the big deal. Um, so then the day, like the last session, ended with you all heading to a council meeting. Uh, now, what basically transpires? Uh, so what basically transpires is that the Every every season, there's like a seasonal council meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever whenever fall comes, whenever winter comes, et cetera, and they just have seasonal council meetings, so like once every three months or so. And there is a pre-winter meeting that is is transpiring as it's started to snow. Like the first snowfalls have started to come, and from what you all have gathered and what Lavinia already knows herself, the winters can get kind of kind of serious here. Uh, and so a lot of the times, people are recommended to come back within the walls, though not everyone listens to that. Many people just you know, stay on their property and in their homes, but others, especially if, if a, a blizzard or a, or a larger storm is, is predicted or believed to be bearing down on the ruin, uh, come back within the walls of, the, of Verdum. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why Lavinia is back. Because her specific hut village, you know, her, excuse me, her specific village, uh, and that's not right either. Her specific hut is kind of small, doesn't necessarily have the types of protections and resources that she would want. Uh, for multi- multiple months within uh, really, really cold weather. So they're doing like this 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 meeting and the town council, this de facto group that kind of runs uh, runs everything, is has been setting up tables and they have this meeting outside of the box elder and you recognize several of the council members. You've got Markov Babbler, uh, who is the owner and operator of the box elder. He was the flamboyant man who greeted uh, the OG party when they first got off the the boat. Uh, there is Doc Quelly, who you all know uh, very well at this point, uh, who doesn't like one of you. I won't say who. Erwin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Sophia at this point. That's true. That's true. Uh, Loudon Hertz, uh, who is uh, who actually runs the dormitory where some of you are staying. And uh, Ralph Wilhelms, who is one of the, uh, the lieutenants, the one of the officers of the wardens. Uh, and then you also see Jonas Fur. And another man, or excuse me, another woman that you don't uh, that you don't recognize is also on that council. Uh, so there was some some scuttlebutt as if people were getting into place. There was some rumor mongering that was going on. Uh, you heard a few things about whether, like, people were questioning whether or not the governor was going to show. Some of them were saying that he never, you know, he doesn't come to these things. Uh, there's references to how this thing was like really boring last year or how like he hasn't come since he's got, since he was sort of like run off at one of the meetings a few years back. And, and so there was just sort of question over whether he was going to show. And ultimately with the appearance of Jonas Fur, like his proxy, uh, it looks like he hasn't actually arrived. I think one or two of you tried to do some kind of like rile up of the crowd, (laughs) which didn't, uh, which didn't go so well. Uh, So as Doc Qualley, uh, I think it's Doc Qualley who's hitting the gavel. Uh, be, kind of begins the begins the meeting, the assembly. Uh, the big guy Jonas Fur just kind of shouts everyone down. Again, he's very large, as big as big as bear, um, and he's got those those big old bushy mutton chops and that really deep scraggly voice. 
And he's just like shouting out, Quiet, quiet, attention to order. And Doc Holley is just slamming the, the gavel. But eventually uh, everyone kind of settles in. You can see that some people are sitting. Some people uh, are just kind of leaning against nearby uh, nearby buildings. This is all kind of happening out in the street. Uh, and the the council has set up a table like right in front of the door to the box elder. I've got like Chovy on my shoulder so he can see. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone throwing like peanuts and like shooting t-shirts into the crowd. Uh, it's all it's all it's all very lovely. Um, so the the beginning of the the meeting is is a lot of business oriented stuff as uh, the the main council uh, the main people that seem to be talking are Quelly. Uh, Jonas Fur and Ralph Wilhelms, uh, they all seem to be the ones doing most of the talking. Markov Babbler is kind of leaning back in his chair. He's got these fancy boots that are, you know, he's got his legs long and crossed on top of the table. Uh, periodically, he leans over and whispers to the woman that most of you do not recognize. Lavinia, you would recognize her as being uh, a woman by the name of Romilda. I would say you probably don't know her personally, but you know who she is. Uh, and then uh, you also see that... There's there's still kind of groups of people that are, despite the warnings of being quiet, they're still just talking. And every now and then a person shouts out, like, Where's the governor? Where is he? That cowardly s- something, some insult. <laughs> I couldn't think of one to say. That was in between two of them. But it was an insult, damn it. Uh, and so they, they gets hushed and things like that. You also see that there are other wardens that have scattered around, kind of just watching the crowd. There's... Several dozen people out. Uh, not everybody, not the entirety of the village, but there's there's quite a few people here. Uh, so you can see that Wilhelms is is kind of going through like the standard process, like just talking about how uh, how rationing is going to be working, how the different storehouses that they have uh, been stocking over the past several months uh, with both with supplies, things like firewood and charcoal, things like food, like grains, uh, how that will work, uh, depending upon whether or not you have maintained the taxes that you've been supposed to pay or uh, the, the contributions that you've had to make to the community uh, over the year, then you're able to pull from some of the storehouses uh, as needed over the course of the winter. Uh, you can pull from, you know, if you need extra supplies to keep your, your homes warm or if you need extra supplies to keep your bellies full, uh, there are ways to go about doing that. But it, everything's kind of regimented uh, to some degree. And so, like, Half the half the town collects on one day, half the town collects on the other day. They point to specific storehouses. And a lot of this is just really boring. Like I said before, like it's like an episode of C-SPAN where they're, they're <laughs> sort of going through the things. And no one's really paying attention to the ones who are at the front uh, and going through this. Uh, but you do uh, you do hear that, uh, you know, Wilhelms, and this is backed up a little bit by Jonas Fur, that anyone who remains outside of the walls, they can still receive rations, but they have to they have to come. But they stress that people need to not get overconfident. Don't be overconfident. Don't uh, don't uh, don't think that you're as prepared for what's to come uh, over the winter uh, as you as you really are. Uh, and like, there's a, a few times either from the crowd or from the council where they reference like we don't want another another repeat of what uh, what happened with Fort Jaeger. Uh, and and Jonas Fur makes a kind of chuckle comment where he just says, even the hardy can become foolhardy. And he just chuckles to himself at his, at his little pun. Is that directed uh, at us? No, it is not. It is not. Uh, and they are stressing how they have been told uh, that 
people should prepare for a long winter with, uh, with kind of a greater severity of storms uh, than the year before. Uh, the governor has given approval. This is fair. He kind of goes through how he's given approval for additional laborers for winter maintenance. So like people who want to break the ice down by the lake to keep the water wheel running, they can, uh, they can get paid six brass a day. Uh, snow shovelers to keep the roads uh, from piling up with snow uh, can be paid a three, three brass per day. Uh, workers have already been selected for storehouse duty. And then any laborers who are working to finish or uh, finish all of the repairs and the and continued de development of the town's walls uh, are going to be paid their normal wages. Um, you're hearing a lot of complaints at the, fa at the at the some of the wages, and people are shouting like, "But it's the winter! Like, what are you doing, man? We got to get some special compensation." And they're just kind of booed, and, and you know they're booing a bit, and they're just getting shouted in. down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you hear at a certain point um, the woman Romilda. Uh, she steps up to speak, uh, and she says that the plot on which the Pearson Farm sits is going up for silent auction uh, with the Pearsons having abdicated the land uh, and that if anybody wishes to enter a bid into the silent auction they need to speak with her at the landing office uh, it is a prime plot that's bordering Lake Duxel which is again if you were right on the lake it's a it's pretty prime prime real estate uh, and if you recall the Pearson farm is the place where when you first left the wall left the walls of Verdum uh, some of you got your asses kicked by a rat Let's see, what other news? Rat of unusual size. <laughs> I feel like Sophia would sort of whisper, to, 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 like, well, that didn't take long. Just right. seeing if anybody, like, responds or reacts to that in any way. Um, you get, you know, I mean, some, some people whisper and stuff here and there. Like, you get, like, you can kind of overhear some people talking about, like, oh, they, uh, they just open lift. And, like, some people are just like, well, oh, and they just draw, like, a line across their throat and... All sorts of things, uh, but no one really knows. Like that was ne like, I guess never actually found them, uh, and no one ever really did. And so yeah, it's and sort of a mystery. From a child, it's true. Sophia's gonna lean in. I heard there was an infestation of rats. Okay, okay. And I so heard they turned into. Rats. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so uh, one of both of you, one of you can make a rumor test uh, at standard. The other one can like assist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see how this goes. We are causing some mayhem. Yeah, good, good. good. I like it. So what kind of test am I doing? You're doing a rumor test. You're trying rumor. to. You're trying to. It's at the bottom. To convey. A little Thank bit. you, fellowship. Passed. Okay. Thank you for Not the help. Crit. And so. It is a crit success. And so as you do that, as you as you people turn like rats, you say, like turn into rats. <laughs> I uh, I lieutenant uh, at least the folk over here said that the Pearsons turned into rats. Is that all? Like, like small rats, or, or should we be concerned? And like huge rats, yeah, the land's curse. They said huge rats, big ones, and some sort of curse. <laughs> <laughs> should we be concerned that we're going to be turning into rats? And uh, you see, Wilhelm's just sort of look in your directions and sees you all, and you can see a little crestfallen, like little little drop in his shoulders, like oh, these people because the last time you talked to him you were spouting all sorts of like superstitious nonsense about demons and stuff and he's just like <laughs> he says uh no no edric there's no rats they didn't turn into rats they're just missing you know this happens it's just the way of things 
And don't listen to them, them green folk over there. This is their first winter. They don't know how this works. And then he just kind of gets back. Uh, but despite that, <laughs> the seed has been sown. And you can hear every now and then people talk about, oh, I heard. Oh, they turned into rats. They're big rats, too. Rabbits of unusual size. Quite <laughs> 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 unusual. <laughs> Do you think they still talk? You think they can still talk? Maybe we can find... You know, I killed a rat the other day in my cellar. I wonder if that was little Josie. You think it was Josie? It might have been Josie. Uh, and so it's just like every now and then, like, it gets back up and, like, it's like a wave of rumor mill and uh, Doc Holly has to bang the gavel and Wilhelm's like, there's no rat people. <sighs> Sophia looks over at Irwin that just has the most disappointed... I look over at Coder and I just see the, like, yeah. disappointed look. <laughs> Yeah, Coda really doesn't imagine, body Irwin. I imagine that is exactly what Irwin is doing right no. now. That land's going to be so cheap now, we can just get it like a couple brass. <laughs> no wow. one else is going to... A little, little sort of like insider real estate. Uh, so they try to push on, and they go through a lot of those like those different bits and pieces. Uh, but both both Jonas Fair and the, and the Lieutenant Wilhelms, they both stress, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a winter... Nothing's changed. There's no dangers outside of the norm. Just make sure you keep track of your rations. Don't don't be too proud to ask for help. And uh, make sure that uh, if a neighbor needs something, etc., etc. There's nothing nothing to be alarmed about. Nothing to be worried about. Everything's fine. Uh, and so, like they keep stressing. And over time, starting that that little rumor of like that little bit of excitement is starting to die down a bit but not everyone's letting it go is there a reason why they're like so focused on it being okay is something happened that makes people feel like it's not okay or is it just me that finds that weird no i thought that was weird they mentioned fort yeager is that the same fort that's out to these do we know you've only heard of one fort so you would presume yeah okay okay uh so yeah the the yeah the meeting just kind of continues at this point um no real major news transpires uh but they just say uh for those of you who are out in the uh out in the wilds just if you're you know just make sure you you check in from time to time uh, remember that uh over the course of the winter we're even less inclined and less capable to send uh, any support staff any wardens out to your plot of land so again there's nothing to be worried about of course just uh just be sure and uh, at a certain point, uh, the uh, the gavel kind of gets hit again. Uh, they they say uh, if there's any questions or if there's anything from the crowd, if there's any new business for people uh, people to shout out. Every, a couple times, someone shouts out like some really petty stuff about like the the border between this land and that, or between someone suspecting somebody else of stealing from their from their home or from their stalls. A lot of those little things. Uh, get ironed out over the course. Is Roderick here? Uh, you look around, you do not see Roderick. You don't see Roderick, you don't see uh, the professor, he's not there either, uh, but you do see several of you. Can I try to find out what happened last winter with Fort Yeager, like in the crowd? Okay, so um, you can go ahead and if you'd like, uh, you can pick whichever you would like. It could be rumor, it could be charm, something like that to... And because everyone's just sort of excited at this point and just spilling the gossip, uh, go ahead and make this easy. So that's 20%. Why do I have D8s? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. You're off the podcast, Melissa. <laughs> I was like, what are these? Did she roll D8s? Would she roll her check before? Or she was doing it? 
I think so. If she did, I feel like that increases her chances because she's rolling. <laughs> I was so confused. So go ahead and roll your... What are you doing? You're I just do a rumor. It's the same. Okay, so. easy. Uh, okay, I'd like barely pass. Okay. I needed a 61. I passed with a 58. Perfect. Uh, okay, so you learn a few things. Uh, actually, uh, uh, some, some of the people around you are, are kind of excited to talk about it. Uh, they tell kind of like this this story, like, oh, Colonel Jaeger. Oh, he was a... That's a true leader, if you ask me. Almost made the governor shit his pants two, two years ago, he did. Uh, but uh, poor fella. They, uh, he and his boys, oh, they were up on their fault, and we got ourselves just a just an awful, awful blizzard. Just lasted... Uh, weeks on end, and by the time it cleared, it, they didn't make it. It was quite sad. Is there bodies there? We found some. We suspect some of them tried to get back to town during the blizzard and maybe got lost, walked off a cliff or so. Oh my god. It was all quite awful. Lost some military folk they were. So, Colonel Yeager was, uh, well, he's the last time when we had one of these meetings get a little bit interesting. The last time governor was here two years ago, he just, uh, just straight up yelled him, says, you got no business running this town. You stay up there in your little birdhouse, and you don't come, you don't care about anything that's going on down here, and, uh, you expect everyone just to pay you your, their taxes, and do their work for you, and you can't even be bothered to come, mate. The governor's face went beat red. I think he shit his pants, to be honest. Colonel stood up one. Challenge him to a do right then and there. If not for big old Jonas kind of dragging him off, I think we might have had ourselves a do, a good old-fashioned do, if you ask me. But uh, that's why, that's why he started the fort to begin with, because he got sick and tired of living under the boot and under the guys. Look at him, and he points up to the mountain where you can see the governor's manor. Like you can see it up in the distance, like this, yeah. like you know, like this big, this big building, like on the on the you know the the slope of the mountain, like just staring down over, lording over this place. Uh, you can see him up there. I bet he's got one of them spore glasses, and he's looking down at this right now, and he just flips the bird at the guy. Like, there, <laughs> right there, Governor. <laughs> yeah, you little shit. It sounds like a rotten little fella. I'm glad yeah. I haven't met him. Probably uh, sock him right in the face. Well, you're big enough. He's a pretty big man himself. He's not... I don't want to suggest he's a small man. He's a... Uh, he's formidable himself. He's own raw. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think there's something going on up there, you know. Oh, hey, there is something with his wife. She, oh, my, my aunt's sister's brother's uncle's Kevin. Well, she, she told me, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> she told me that she saw her, that's the governor's wife, at, at, at the witch's hut in, in the woods. Well, well, who's going to the witch's hut? Well, no, I don't think she's a witch. I just uh, I think, you know, there's something going on. And that's why they're hidden way up there. I haven't seen a governor and, oh, must be at least a year at this point. Haven't about seen the wife. Does she come now? Well, that's the thing. Just some, the witch's Some people say they've seen her in the woods. Well, I haven't seen her. What was the purpose of the Fort Jaeger? They were just sitting up around little settlement. It's uh, it was for military folk only, you know. Colonel, he was part of some regiment down in the south, and uh, I guess he got dishonorably discharged. And uh, he grouped up some lock-minded folk, some some sturdy meaning women, and uh, they were setting up their own little village, their own little settlement, just like the sunbearers set up the compound. And and those folks up north, those uh those weirdos, you know, the one with the friar, 
those folks way up there, they just, everyone wants just their own little community. Are they still running the place up there? The fort? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think maybe a few people might linger there, but it ain't safe. It's upkeep isn't there. There were about, I want to say, maybe 50, 60 of them, and I think only maybe a handful survived. Is there any that came back to Loudon here? No, I don't recall anyone in Verdum. Or... I got you, it's good. <laughs> Loudon's a person, that's fine. I got you, buddy. <laughs> they all moved into Loudon. It's been, it's, yeah. Oh, they moved into Loudon's place. Yeah, no, it's okay. all good. It's all good. You got a name. Uh, I can't recall if anyone's living here in Verdum. I think a few of them try to keep up the place, but I think they're just sort of crackpots now, you know, and got the colonel to tell them what to do. He was kind of the glue that kept them all together. Thanks for uh, all that info. I'm going to have to... Well, thanks for telling me about the rates. Oh, yeah, you don't want to go oh, there. I feel it's... it's like a bit of quick pro quo here. You tell me one thing, I'll tell you another. Right. we got to watch Fair each enough. other's backs. Thanks for that. You got it, pal. All right. Anyone else doing anything? You okay, Ashley? <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man. Uh, so what else? Is anybody else doing anything in particular? So right now, they're again, they're just like taking business from the crowd. All that kind of stuff. Sophia's looking over at Erwin to see how... <laughs> Erwin just has, has this uh, look of contemplation, like if he should join in this rabble and try and like encourage the crazy rumors of like the people we've seen with the cloaks, see if anybody wants to bring that up, but I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Sophia doesn't get that from the look at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very complex <laughs> look he's making. Yeah. It's like, it's a little bit in the eyes, a little bit around the mouth. It's like an ass. She thought you were just constipated. <laughs> can I ask about Dr. Ingman, maybe? Like where he's at? Uh, if you want. Like, yeah, like, you can shout Dr. Ingman? And uh, Doc Quali speaks up really quickly. Uh, he's at his post at the Ailing Isle. They, uh, they come down for the winter. They have sufficient provisions. Just matter of fact answer wonder how i'm supposed to get that job you don't i don't <laughs> no no that if you ship, really want you can inquire that ship has sailed so it was job offer one of like five so just go down to the next one on the <laughs> yeah. list and you'll be fine no, you, you've got plenty of work i mean everybody wants your borrow your giant muscles i guess mm. yeah he keeps getting job no offers. Can resist. i think you should go work remember the the professor offered you a job to take him up to Aphrin's. i want to do that you don't want to go and take down a bunch of bodies from the trees so that he can dissect them? Yeah, I do. You do want to do that? Yeah. Okay, because you did agree to it. I actually was listening to the episode. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said, I'll do I, it. I did want <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You have to roll That's a new character. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. Now, I would say that, curiously, there is actually no talk whatsoever about that situation, like about what's going on with the refuge, about the slaughter of 30 to 40 people that everyone knows um, you mentioned it to Wilhelms you, you you know you did and at a certain point uh, you see kind of this old man step up and be like I've got I've got something I was at a box the other day <laughs> and I'll say I heard the most disturbing disturbing story uh, where's that where's that tall drink of water hey tall drink of water where are you oh there he is that one he points over at Bear that oh, one, we're all there, said that all of that A1 village, all of them, slaughtered, pinned to trees. I didn't hear anything about that in the briefing. You keep saying 
everything's safe, no danger. But yet, I hear apparently there's a bunch of people that are dead and hanging from trees. It was all but two oh. that were dead. Oh, right, right there, see? Yeah. You, you explain to him. You, you won't say it. And so everyone just sort of, all at once, head just sort of oh, whip gosh. around. I've got to, like, and look at Bear. Lavinia joins in. The... She's like, uh huh, what are you guys going to tell me? I've got to try to disappear because this is making me very uncomfortable that everyone keeps looking at us like we're causing nice. a problem. So I'm still sitting on his shoulders, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a little kid. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole village is dead. Uh, and everyone's like, "What? Whole village?" And it's just like the rats thing, except whereas with the rats thing, there was just confusion. This one's like shock, and they're like, "Wait, what? Oh, whole village dead?" Now some people had heard about this already, but only but there's like a couple dozen people at the box cellar. There's even more people here now, and they're all sober. So, like, the fact that this is being brought up now and, like, they're sitting there in the council saying, oh, no, everything's fine, nothing nothing to worry about, nothing to see here, just yeah. keep moving past. Y'all should come into the borders, <laughs> but everything's fine. Right. We even brought back two refugees. They're yeah, survivors. we carried them back. So, um... You can ask the doc right there. So it gets a little... Yeah, it gets, it gets a little... Like, people start to get a little riled up as they get concerned. Some of them, to their, you know, some of them are just... Saying, well, who the hell are these people? Like, who, 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 who are you? And who then are you? others are getting upset that, uh, like, but what, what about Frank? Is, was Frank up there? Well, Frank went to the refuge, right? And, like, they're actually naming people, right, that they that, that would have been there. And, like, you know, I haven't actually talked to him in weeks. And da, da, da. You know, all these different things, uh, which makes sense because they're so like a week up, right? But at a certain point, uh, you do see that both... Fair and and Wilhelm's, who seem to even despite the fact that Quali's got the gavel and hits the gavel every now and then and does a lot of the answering of the questions, uh, the two of them seem to be the one who like are kind of taking charge, uh, and they they're like order, folks. Fair says he's just like order, order. There is nothing. What's that? So I think I'm going to be executed. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly possible. I Don't give him it. ideas. <laughs> I was looking for execution rules in the book. Couldn't find it. Uh, so just I'm just going to make up my own. Remove Chovy from your shoulders. <laughs> no, if they like behead him, you just cut Chovy and you're fine. They just take the head off. Like, oh, he's got a second head. Um, so so Jonas Fair is is just shouting around down. He's like, ladies, gentlemen, I have brought the attention of this issue already to our most esteemed governor who has assured to me that there's nothing to be of concern that is just simply an increased activity of the wildlife as winter approaches, and they're hungrier and more desperate, and it likely was just an isolated incident where just a, a few villagers were harmed by a stray wolf pack or, or bear. There's absolutely nothing. Just, just you'll be fine. A wolf pack with a hammer and nails that uh, hangs dead bodies on trees? That kind of wolf pack? You've got uh, weird wolf packs here. And so, and everyone's like, wait, hammered in trees? What? Who got hammered in trees? <laughs> I just thought they were, like, hammered, and everyone's like, what, 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 what are they talking about? And so, like, it's like, rabble, 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 going back and forth. And then, and then Wilhelms uh, kind of steps up, and he's just like, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, calm down, calm down. An investigation is underway. From what my office has already Concluded, it's more than likely a case of infighting. As everybody knows, Afwin's group has already demonstrated a bit of difficulty with working with others, and it would make sense if they just that sort of difficulty continued. We 
we have a witness, and we've spoken with her, and her testimony is a bit on the curious side. Investigation is underway. Like Jonas has already stated, it's likely just an isolated case, and what we have here... And he points at you all. We, what we have here is a group of Green Frontiers folk who are not yet suited to the difficulties that we face here in the ruin. And you can see that there's people like non like, that's right, that's right, yeah, they're just a bunch of greenies. They don't know what they're talking about. Others are like, no, that's ridiculous. They got nailed up in trees. So before everyone gets too upset, just know you all trust me. You all know me. Everything will be fine. And uh, probably about five more minutes of people yelling back and forth. Doc Quilly's slamming the gavel. Are you guys doing anything? Can I like see if I believe if he's telling the truth? Uh, you can try. Uh, you can try to scrutinize him at the distance that you're at. It'll probably be a little bit more difficult, so sure. I'll make it hard. All right. So that's negative 20. Uh, we do have the uh, fortune points. I'm good. Okay. So you take a look at him. I mean, you know that that's not true, yeah. right? Uh Zofia's point, however indelicate, <laughs> about do bears and wolves have hammers and nails, uh, is nonetheless, you know, it's you know it not to be true. Whether he's just being the good cop and trying to not get everyone riled up about something that they can't control, or whether he's actively trying to like cover something up for other reasons, you you would have no clue. But yeah. you know, you know that that's not true. Okay. Have they talked about the prison guards and the saltpeter mine? Oh, uh, they have not. They have Can not I, like, brought it up. nudge someone else to mention it? Okay. <laughs> nearby. Okay. Like, hey, what about the, that saltpeter mine thing? Go ahead and, I mean, like, you've you've really gotten down the spine, so roll another rumor test at this point. <laughs> and because people are really looking to you now for all this information, I'm going to go ahead and just make this one trivial, like, as you try to sew a little bit. 98. <laughs> it's not a crit if you want to re-roll it. Sure. Okay. You got that code. Thank you, sir. Oh, 17. Okay. And, and so the guy that you were talking to before, whose name, whose voice I don't remember, I've said so many different voices <laughs> at this point. I, well, you just saw it somewhere else. Someone else has it. Okay, so someone else has it. Like this, 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 this older lady that you're standing next to you. Hey, I heard. I heard. <laughs> why should I trust you if you can't even keep your own wardens with the dirty little thieving mittens out of other people's goods, right? You're telling us that we got to trust you, but you've got two people in your employ who are stealing from the very mods that many of us work. And so she gets all up and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about that? What about them? And, and again, like, people, what we have here is an internal investigation. It looks like either these two were looking for profit or it's just a simple case, a simple case of just negligence of people not doing their duties, and they have already been taken into custody. They're under the under key, they're under lock and key. There's nothing to worry about. The, the The guilty parties have been taken care of. And other people are like, yeah, okay, yeah, swift justice, you know, stuff like, I don't know what the hell I just did with that voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, what know, was that? <laughs> I don't know. There's too many voices. There's so many people here. Uh, but, okay. Anything else? That was terrible. I'm gonna see if I can edit that shit out. <laughs> so bad. Oh man. What else? I brought it out. Everyone's just gonna sound like like a really bad Cockney or New Zealander. Oi! Hey, let me tell you something. I I've just got different variations of these. My mama said. I'm Rebecca Ness. I'm Rebecca Ness. <laughs> Any more, any more rumors? Any, any more attention you wanna you wanna draw, you wanna draw to us? Anything else? 
You should ask about your guy. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm good. I don't want more attention. Thanks. Well, they can kick Which us guy? out, and uh, we'll uh, not uh, be allowed in the town. Murder we'll man that he's terrified of. Yeah, murder, murder, hobo, doctor man, the dis- dissecting people. He's already in a prison colony. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's 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 an admission to guilt to begin yeah, with. It is. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh god, serial killer's here. We're He's just die. a well-to-do guy, and some people can buy it, like you know, just like ours. Some people you like collecting body stuff. parts. Yeah, like like you. Didn't your first warlock yeah. character uh-huh. with our D and D campaign uh, several years ago collect fingers and shit and ears? Yes. So I found my like journal. <laughs> yeah. I had I had three ears, <laughs> four <laughs> fingers, seven strips of skin. Oh man. And that was it. It was like snacks or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. And then you like turned the, the the dead thing into like your puppet. So yeah. oh, that's right. You turned you turned Gabe's you, you character. Turned, you turned your boyfriend into uh, your your yeah, undead had... slave. It was like a, yeah. And I made you like you were a, you were a, an alchemy salesperson after a while. You're in like when we turned you into an NPC. You, would you like to buy my wares? Would you like I have buy? many potions for you if you would like. All right. So is anybody else doing anything to cause a riot? Cause a riot. I mean, that's basically what's going to happen. This round. <laughs> no. This is why, Hander, you say it, you do it. It's true. It's true. Cut that. All right. So <laughs> after a lot of attempts by the two of them to, to settle everybody down and people still talking and screaming, you see Markov uh, Babbler do one of those things where he just puts his two fingers into his mouth and he does one of those whistles, those really high pitch whistles. Ooh, yeah. And everyone just suddenly stops talking and looks over at him. And he's like, he's getting up and he's like, ladies, gentlemen, let's be peaceful, please. Now, I'll tell you what, in order to make sure that we're all on the same team here. Drinks are half price for the rest of the day. And everyone just starts cheering and gets sort of distracted at this point. And then no one really seems to want to talk about any other kind of shit as they sort of like, hey, when are you going to move that table so we can go and sort? Right? And, uh. (laughs) And so they gavel, and they end the they end the session of the of the council meeting, and uh, people start filing into the box elder. Not everybody; some people keep lingering and still seem to be upset, uh, and like kind of talking amongst themselves, coming over to you, asking you kind of like follow up questions on like what was actually going on. Like, were they really nailed to the trees, or you know that kind of thing? Uh, well, they're really rat people. Do you think they're rat people nailed them to trees and <laughs> all sorts of crazy there, stories? Like they're the rats. They're ginormous yeah and so people are believing like oh my god there's there's crazy giant rats that used to be our human friends that are killing our other human friends and nailing them to trees <laughs> why, why are we still here <laughs> is the boat still here <laughs> uh, but eventually most of the crowd disperses uh you see wilhelms kind of comes up to you briefly with his some of his wardens in tow and he says very simply that was entirely unnecessary. Your concerns could have been expressed more properly in a private setting if you had, if you continued to have them. Inciting a riot when we're facing a winter when everyone's going to be sitting within the same walls to one another is just going to make things worse. So could you kindly, kindly stop with the rumor in gossiping? Thank you. Sorry and about that. He said we're still green, so we're still learning things. We'll know that for next one. And he says, apology accepted. For now, and then he walks off. So is is this something that you enjoy doing? Just make everyone hate us because like it's more fun that way. Like, we almost got killed by. I just wanted some answers, man. They they're not gonna tell us anything. They don't trust us, and with us 
potentially being outsiders and part of a problem that they don't know anything about us. We should probably try and make some friends before we, you know, cause a riot. Sophia kind of jumps in in support of like, look at all of the people. We've got lots of friends now. People see us as being the voice of truth here. Yeah. You know, the, the man may not tell them what's going on, but yeah, we will keep Your new updated. Kiwi friend comes over and he's like, that was the best, that was the best mate in the two years. <laughs> Last year we all fell asleep. This year, oh, it was great. He's got, you see how purple Wilhelm's face got? It was like a freaking eggplant, it was. <laughs> and he just claps you on the shoulder and he like runs away. Oh. He's like, just like that time I had to go to shit's pants. And then he just keeps running. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I get a drink. Sophia will totally plan to turn this into a free drink or two. Sure. Maybe okay. not today. So. What, today's half. <laughs> so the, the council, I would say the council meeting lasted a couple hours, probably about two hours overall. And uh, you had spent some time in the morning already doing some odds and ends, talking to the wardens, talking to Egon Yackles, and then there was this. And so it's sort of, it's afternoon at this point. So you still have a couple hours probably of sunlight, but it is winter time, so the sun does go down a little earlier than normal. Uh, and... You have, yeah, you have a few hours of sunlight left and you have a couple hours of evening. So is there anything you guys are looking to get done today? You have a lot of, you got some leads. Don't forget, you've, you've learned a few things. You've learned, you've heard rumors of the theft, but like I said, like, which I technically gave you as a clue last week, but you weren't really able to follow up on it uh, without actually conversing with some of the interest, some of the parties who were involved or seeing like the crime scene or stuff like that. You really can't do any follow-ups to get any more context clues from it. But but I did give it to you just to let you know that it is kind of a clue since this the idea of stolen saltpeter is just so so clear and you already have like the one clue that suggests it so this is sort of reinforcing it. You've got the the second book with all sorts of different meeting times. You've got this uh, this mention of a fort. Um, so there's a couple things that you could you could look into. Uh, so what are you looking to do? I cannot remember if we tried to do more heel checks before the meeting happened. Uh, no, I don't think you guys have done your heel checks for today. I have only had one that's successful. I still did not feel that great, so I would like to... Uh, and how many more days do you guys need? Because I was actually thinking of like doing that job while you guys heal. Cause that, how long would it take to go there and back? To the Back to the refuge? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a week away. It's a week there, <laughs> week back. Do you want to do that? And then whatever, whatever you need to do, there are probably a couple days there doing what you need to do. That's a lot of that's bodies. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you oh, want yeah, to do bodies. that by yourself? <laughs> this is two very different directions. <laughs> In some circles, the bodies turn into money. Oh. We could see also about purchasing them because I've been here for a while. If you like it, it, it will be pricey. Uh, but you could. I mean, I'm, I, how much money do you have? Let me see. How wounded is everybody? Um, we have Seriously? 300 shillings in the chest. Silver. We should not silver? use... Yeah, it was silver. Yeah. I just gave it in silver initially. Yeah. We should not use unless we absolutely need it. It's an investment. <laughs> we keep burning bridges. He did. <laughs> I mean, you, last chance. It is, it is there for you to use uh, on what you think is necessary to complete your main objective. So if that's buying equipment and stuff like that, for sure. Buying a plot of land, farmland? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, at the same time, like, if... You know what are they gonna do? They catch you like re- like reneging on your contract, right? You're just gonna go Pay to a back. prison colony. Oh, hey, oh, you're already yeah. here. You know, so like, and now we have, and now you have a place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's totally your call. It'll save us on inexpensive and in the long run. We could just do work, and I'm sure he would let us stay for 
I mean, he seems fairly reasonable, Loudon. Oh, it's an idea. I feel like we need better equipment. We've almost died several times. I mean, you guys have armor now and stuff. You do have armor. You have your hide armor. Jeff said he'll kill you if you try and buy a gun with money. I don't. No, you're fine with trying (laughs) to buy a gun with money. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. You want to die? (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't steal the gun. I thought about it. You should have made it your uh, your iconic trap, yeah. As opposed to the hat. Though I really like the flavor of the hat, though. So that, that's why I did it. That was being more flavor. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, you kept your character and probably got a couple people killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, oh no, you're fine. Dude. Don't worry about it. I'm sure you'll find the gun one of these days, the day before the the campaign ends, or or the <laughs> day before I die. One of the two. <laughs> That'll be exactly like I finally found it. And then you find like a second gun. And you're like, oh, I've got two guns. And then a third gun falls from the sky. And you're like, well, shit. No bullets. Though. Referencing is dooming now. Uh, when twins become triplets or some, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I already have, like, I have brainstormed ideas of how I'm going to kill you all relative to your dooming. I have like 20 ideas right away. All right. Zephyr's goal is to get healed. Okay. Mine as well. Okay. So we can do that really quickly. Um, so you head over to the docks. Uh, you can see as you were lingering around talking to some of your new fans, uh, the uh, the doctor like left and, and went back to, to her clinic. Uh, which is right down the street. Remember, it's it's pretty close to the box elder. So you head over there as well. You can see that Bruno is there, kind of recovering somewhat. Um, you can see that he and Cressida uh, are conversing. Like they're they seem to be uh, keeping in, in close contact, like talking a bit here and there. Uh, likely they were left in charge of like watching. Little boy, um, along the way. Uh, Lavinia, you do see Roderick uh, coming out of an alleyway. He's carrying, surprisingly enough, a small rat, and the rat's like moving around and wiggling. He keeps holding it up to his ear. He's like, it's not it. And he just kind of throws it back into the alley. And he comes up to Lavinia. He's like, I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. And he tries to like, he's basically trying to mug you at this point, mm-hmm. like going through. She just like pulls a jar out of her, like many pockets and just hands it to him and so he grabs it like a little kid grabbing like a like some sort of present he's like oh, oh, oh. and he looks around at the use the rest of you and he's like very suspiciously starts to pull it off to the side as if you can't hear anything takes a few steps back none of you none of you open your ears close your ears for a second and it's funny because coming from him because one of his ears is kind of missing from yeah. frostbite and, stuff. and so he, he opens it up and he listens his eyes go wide and then this like really crestfallen face looks over. It's no way out of there. And he just throws it on the ground. It shatters. That's all right. He's all. Oh. Here's the sound. He gets really excited. <sighs> I'll keep looking. Uh, so you all go inside. Does Roderick come with us? If you want, if you, if you want to pull him with you, you can. Yeah, she just kind of tugs him along. And so he's all Wait, like, "Quit." Just the doc Coley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll wait outside. Okay. You don't want to get healed. Uh, I'm at lightly, so just the bandage check to pass. Okay, so... Like, you don't have to roll for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's automatic. So, so. But you still got to go in and get it done. I have it. Oh, you're going to do it yourself at disadvantage? Oh, it's automatic. Never mind. Yeah. Follow. I'll follow. Uh, okay, so where are you at? I am severely. Oh, wow. Yeah, he... He was he was hemorrhaging while in the, in the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a success with a 46. Hey. Uh, I'm at lightly. Okay, that's automatic success. You're good. Zafia? Yes. Uh, Moderately. Uh, that is a 15, also a success. And Lavinia, are you good? She's okay. fine, yeah. All right. 
So mar we'll mark off the costs for bandages for two. three or two. Did, did you guys didn't have any, right? Uh, yeah, I had none. You guys, you guys didn't give me your list of purchases, by the way. So when you're when you know what you want to purchase, just post it in the Discord. Oh, okay. So we can keep. And I'll give you prices. Okay. Um. So yeah, while you're in here, uh, Doc Quale just sort of chuckles a little bit, but in a kind of a sarcastic like, "Well, you certainly live that meeting up. <laughs> not sure that you made many friends, at least on the council. But uh, not sure what your aims were. But it was to." make half the city now concerned about whether they're going to live through the night or be attacked and eaten by rat people. Uh, and well done. Well done indeed. Sophia's going to pipe up and say, you know, this really seems like a group of people here who value the truth and knowing what's going on. And... Lavinia just looks at her with wide eyes. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like... that her? Are you I'm looking at Sophia? Okay. I'm, I'm done being healed and I, I'm leaving. I've already okay. made this lady angry. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. That's the head up. And the doc says, well, we uh, we here loyal uh, care more a little bit about order and, and loyalty and safety. And sometimes the truth is difficult for certain people to hear. And those uh, those truths can be painful and can lead to, to greater greater disturbances. It's the price of being in, in some sort of level of power. I don't imagine you would know much about it. And then she curtly turns around and walks into the direction of where Bruno and Cressida are still talking at this point. And Lavinia, you noticed as as Roderick enters into the room, he's sort of like downtrodden. He starts reaching and grabbing all of like her various jars of like medicines and things yeah. like that, and opening them. And she's not like she, she this has probably happened before. Yeah, she knows right? how it goes. And so like as she I'm opens stuff up and just closing. And just closing everything behind and she's and she just sort of looks and just like but he holds like all of them up, like little jars filled with like like different powders and poultices and things like that, and he just can't hear anything. But you see him suddenly just with a start as he his head sort of turns in a direction to where Bruno and Cressida are kind of sitting, and you can see that Cressida is just sort of humming away, and he just darts over with great interest and sits like cross-legged on the ground as Cressida like looks down and gets a little confused at first. She's like, what are you doing, sweetheart? And you can see that she's still got mm -hmm. a pretty heavy bandage on her leg and what looks to be some sort of like wooden appendage that has been attached because she lost the leg below the knee. And Bruno, who is still got like his head wrapped around, is eating a turkey leg. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Roderick just says, hey, Song, can you hold it some more? And so she just, she just keeps kind of humming over and over again, kind of back and forth a little bit. She looks up at you like this huge grin. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And he's like all hopping up and down, kind of <laughs> clapping his hands. And she, she looks down at him. Uh, have you? Well, you hear that one? Well, that's not her fucking voice. There are too many voices. <laughs> Josh is too many voices. So she says. Where did you hear that song? No, that's not right at all. Hi, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, sweetheart. No, that's too deep. <laughs> no, that's too deep. Hi, sweetheart. It's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. I'll saw it too. There we go. Got it. Where did you hear that song, sweetheart? He's like, I heard it up north. I did. I heard it. Beautiful, beautiful womanly voice. Like an angel she was just 
just singing down from the tops of the of the mountains and just cascading down. It was the greatest song I've ever heard. And she gets really interested. And the rest of you who are still in there, I think Zofia's still inside. Yes. Erwin, you said I, you left. I left. I was just going to wait outside. Shovi, you left. Bear, you never went inside. So it's just Sophia and Lavinia. And Lavinia doesn't understand this context, though Ashley does. You know that Cressida has mentioned more than once that she and Bruno have a calling. Like they're being called to the north, even though she's here because she committed crimes and she was in jail and she was being transferred. And Bruno is here because he was part of a group that was given a job to come here. But she said multiple times that there's, there's something pointing the way that there is like a force. And she periodically hums this song about some mad woman, this mad woman caller she constantly references. And she starts, instead of humming it, she starts singing the words now. And Roderick's eyes just gets huge. And he starts to shrivel and get all kind of nervous. Like, oh, the words. No, no, not the words. Not the words. Not the words. And she gets really confused and sort of goes back to just humming it. And then they have this like, really peculiar back and forth. And she's just like, where, where, sweetheart? Where did you hear it? Be specific. And Roderick says, I was at the top of the world. There was a great big plateau. And another one. And another in the middle, there was a great big pit. And there were all sorts of people, large and small, angrily. But there was a woman on the plateau with a beautiful voice. And she hummed down to me and all the others who were with me. And we climbed up to meet her. And then I climbed down. 